0: surgery, but uh, we we'll good do you studied about the carnal man, all right, and uh, uh, the carnal man is not a desirable place to be in, particularly when you consider that this man has come from the place where uh, he was the repented man, and he was the born-again man, and all things became new, all right, and what a glorious thing that is. But, uh, as we move through our Christian life and Christian experience, we are all the time faced with the challenge of making decisions so that we will continue to be uh, the person that God wants us to be. Uh, God has always established certain rules and uh, certain parameters and we have got to uh, understand those and there are things that God desires from us. Now, Unfortunately, my wife and I have uh, seen people who came to God, who came to know God, and uh, they repented, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins, and they received the Holy Ghost, all right? And they lived a successful life for God, but something happened along the way that caused them to... Uh, fall away from God, and we actually saw some that not, they did not just backslide, but they actually became reprobate in their thinking, and that is beyond uh, beyond uh, uh, just um, uh, uh, mere backsliding and uh, laying out of church for a while or returning to the world for a short time, and we're going to uh, discuss some of these things today, all right? Your little... Um, Your little tree there, you see what happens. If the works of the flesh are not uh, kept under control, that the growth uh, uh, from underneath begins to come out again. Uh, Probably, I doubt if we get to it today, but next Sunday, the Lord willing, we're going to be talking about uh, a different type of man, which which is the victorious man. And we will understand at that point how important it is for the pruning, the spiritual pruning process to take place in our lives on a regular basis, all right? Uh, I, I love to do a little gardening. I'm not a real pro at it, but I love to do a little gardening. My wife wanted some lilac trees, and so we planted a couple of lilac trees in the front of the house, and uh, maybe a month or so, they're going to be blooming, and not only blooming, but... Ah, there will be such a sweet aroma in the air. But these lilac trees have a tendency to grow a lot of what we call suckers coming out of the roots around the base of that tree. And those have all the time got to be cut off because they actually are sucking the energy out of the main tree. And we don't want that to happen. And there are things that come into the life of a, of a born-again Christian that will sometimes deplete us of the energy that we need to live for God, all right? Now we're going first of all this morning in our study here to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5, okay? And uh, I'm going to depend on you, uh, Noah and Nathan and and, and uh, Andy and anybody else here. I Please, I want you to uh, join me in, in reading and helping me read, all right? Well oh, 1 Corinthians 13 and 5. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning with Paul. God bless you. First Corinthians 13, 5, who wants to read for me?
1: And though I bestow all my goods to no. feed the poor. No,
0: I think you're one ahead.
1: 13 and 5.
0: First 13 Corinthians
1: 5, five yeah, please. Okay. Do not be do not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own, is not easy for both, thinketh not evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth.
0: Okay, now we want to pay, pay, pay special attention today. The last part of verse 5 says, thinketh no evil. All right. Okay. Now I want you to think about thinketh no evil. <laughs> okay. Thinketh no evil, all right? That's very important. And uh, so as I was uh, in the room, the other room there, just before service this morning, I I began to think of a couple of other scriptures that uh, I thought would fit very well with this, and I want you to go to Proverbs 23 and 7. Kind of do a little sword drill, the first one to get it. Read it, please. Proverbs 23 and 7. Okay? For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. Alright. What did the first part of that verse say? For, for yes. as yes. bacon, his heart. What we think in our heart, what does the heart refer to? It refers to your innermost being. Okay? Uh your real you, your soul, your your spiritual nature, as you think, that's what you are going to become. Now, as we meditate on this and think about this, uh, it, will, it will bring to mind how important it is that we endeavor to feed into our mental faculties those things that will, that will how can I say this, that will determine how we think, all right? There's certain literature that you do not need to read because it's going to cause you to think those things that you should not be thinking about. Uh, uh, One of the evils of television is that it causes people to think things that the world wants you to think. That's
1: true.
0: Okay? One of the things about worldly music is that it causes people to think what they shouldn't think. So we have got to understand that we, there must be a certain control over what we feed our, 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 our spiritual man with. Be control. We, we've got to be careful. We've got to put the right things in. If you don't put the right things in, you're not going to get the right things coming out. Okay? All right? It, it, it just, uh, that's just the way it works. All right? My wife tried a new recipe this week. Thank God to put in the right things. All right? And it came out tasting very well, very good. asked her this morning on the way here, I said, You got some more of those things? She said, Yeah, I do. Got two more left. I said, Oh, fine. That's great. I liked them. They really were good. And, uh, but if, uh, uh, I told one man one time, he said, Oh, he said, You people that do all of your studying all that. He said, I don't do things like that. He said, I just walk into the pulpit and I open my Bible up and point to the scripture. And that's where I preach from. I told him, I said, I, I was really brutal. I was I was brutal. I said, I want to thank God, my friend, that my wife doesn't cook like you preach. Because I'd have a bellyache all the time. <laughs> you just go, oh, a little of this, a little of that, this ought to work out all right. But that's not the way it works. Right. All right? Okay. Right. So Uh, As a man thinketh in his heart so is he. Let's go to the book now of 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12. 1 Corinthians 10 and 12. I don't know how quick you are on the draw there, Sister Gina, but if you can help us, that's appreciated. 1 Corinthians 10 and 12. Okay. 10 and 12, 1 Corinthians. All right. Who wants to read for us? Therefore,
1: let him thinketh, <laughs> he, that thinketh take heed,
0: let he fall. All right, we're talking again about thinking. All right, and there are some people that become rather arrogant in their in their thinking. They think, "I'm all right. I'm a good kid," you know. Well, they're not reading the Bible much, if any at all, and uh, prayer is, uh, you know, kind of uh, one of those things they don't like to get involved in, and. Uh, but, you know, they're still sitting in the church pew, and they're still singing, and they still clapping their hands. And, you know, they feel a little touch of God once in a while, you know, and they think that's good enough, you know. The let him that thinketh he sandeth, take heed lest he fall. And if we were to do a, a thorough, deep Bible study today, just about thinking, we would come up with some uh, very, very interesting things, all right? Now, I want to go to the book of Romans chapter 1 and verse 21. And then we've got verses 28 through 32. and I mean, that's a longer passage of Scripture. Uh, I'll probably just read that. Somebody want to do First Corinthians, uh, Romans 1, 21, please? Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain
1: in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened.
0: Okay. Wow. That's kind of powerful, isn't it? All right. Now, there's one thing here that I want to make special emphasis on today. Because when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. All right. They had a certain knowledge of God. But they didn't really recognize him as God, and as being having uh, the right to take full control of their lives. And eventually, they became totally darkened in their thinking. I was just talking to Sister Gina this morning. You know, it just it, it disturbs me, it distresses me to see what goes on in the world of, and I use this term very loosely this morning, the world of religion. Uh, somebody uh, posted. Uh, a little deal about some kind of a worship service, and here's a guy up in front of this church leading worship in a T-shirt. You know, I have a problem with that, recovery. You know, uh, how relaxed can we become? Uh, is there no is there no guideline at all? Is there no honor that we can give to God? Right. Okay. And if I know that maybe for maybe for a lot of people, the reading of the book of Exodus, uh, the book of Leviticus and Numbers, could be a little bit tedious. But as I have listened to uh, Leviticus being read and Numbers being read this week, all right, I've gone through both of those books in this week, uh, one thing has captivated my attention, and that was the precision with which God wanted things done in His place of worship. Right. That's right, Amen. that's right. Okay? And it seemed like it was made with us. doesn't make any difference, you know? Yeah. doesn't make any difference. I, uh, I, I received a little, uh, just a little short, uh, little, little tiny article, poorly written in the Portuguese language. I wouldn't tell the young lady that, but it had a series of uh, 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 grammatical error, errors in it. But I liked what she put together and i wrote to her a little private message that i said would you object to my using this i said i will expand it a little bit and to make a few corrections she was she wrote back she was just euphoric she said yes you know uh, they consider me as being almost a theologian you know that i'm not but uh, anyway they they give me a lot of high honor and to think that they could give me something I could do that just makes them feel real good, you know. But I took that. And it, it. she put together a number of scriptures, you know, about outward dress and about how our, our appearance needs to be. Because so many people are saying today that it doesn't make any difference. God is only interested in the inward man and he doesn't care what the outward man looks like. But if you read those scriptures carefully, you will understand that our body and the way we present our body in the presence of God is of great importance to God. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. All right? Now, we're still in the book of Romans chapter 1. I'm going down to verse 28 and I'm going to try and read and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. <clears throat> now, the key verse here, and I'm going to have to uh, remember, Sister Luna, remind me to get my little pointer, okay? But um, the, uh, the the thing that, the word here that I want to make uh, emphasis on today is the third word in the second line? Retain. What does it mean to retain? Keep. 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 Hold. Keep. Hold. Hold. Guard. No. Maintain. Treasure. Huh? Treasure in heart. Yes. Yes. Okay. And what happened was that. Men did not retain the knowledge of God and the knowledge of God's requirements in their heart and they began to do things just whatever way they wanted to. As a result of that, God just said, I give up on you. All right? And he turned them over to a reprobate mind. And that's what we're seeing in the world today is a lot of people that are are, are are equipped with a reprobate mind it can't think good things it could only think evil things it could only think about uh, things that don't please god and things that don't please probably the vast majority of the population but that's the way it is we, we are seeing such horrendous things take place in our society all right and, and excuse my my frankness here today but But, you know, we're seeing a great upset in the state of Virginia over men who were involved in some very, very, uh, can we say, uh, unbecoming behavior, all right? And I said to my wife, I said, you know, we began to see this kind of thing come into our society about 40 or 50 years ago, you know, where it's just, well, the the saying was back during the hippie years, you know, if it feels good, do it, you know? Well, that's not the way that we can govern our lives. We have got to find that code of ethics and that code of behavior that God wants for us and we've got to live by that and we've got to retain that in our mind. Can you say with me? Retain. Retain. Okay? And, uh, you know, when, if we give up on the reading of God's Word, we give up on the reading of what God requires of us, We're going to get to the place where we're not going to have these things active in our minds anymore. And because they're not retained there, we're going to do what's wrong. God gave them to reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, Uh, And and, and on it goes, okay? That's what has happened to our society. All right? Okay? That's That's what's happened in our world. That's why all the conflict, that's why all of the upsets, that's why all of the wars and the rumors of wars, and uh, people's thinking is wrong because they have not retained God in their heart and in their mind. Uh, I, I've thought so many times, I've even said it, I said, you know, if, if everybody could live according to the Ten Commandments, we would have a peaceful society. Amen. Yeah. Uh, it's simple. There's nothing complicated about it. You don't lust after your neighbor's wife or your neighbor's things. You, you don't commit murder. Uh, you know, uh, children obey their parents. And, you know, and all of those things so vitally important to the formation of a peaceful uh progressive really progressive not the democratic type of progressive but uh the real progressive uh society that god purposed for us in the very beginning all right and uh, so it is a matter of retaining god in our thinking second peter uh chapter um chapter two second peter chapter two Verses 19 through 22. All right? So well, there are boys that remember those yellows. Right yeah, I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> I cut off a few people so that you know I am right. I got a 219? What you oh, oh. yeah. Well, they promise them liberty.
1: They themselves are the servants of corruption, for of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought into bondage. should read that again.
0: This is a powerful scripture. Powerful. Okay? And this is again why we must be so careful about what we feed our minds with because what goes into our minds is going to become a part of our being while they promised them liberty talking about uh some of these reprobate people that were infiltrated into the church teaching things that were not according to the word of god and promising oh you got to be free boy are we hearing that today you know don't go down to that abundant life church down there they're not going to let you dress the way you want to and and uh, they're going to put a bunch of rules and regulations on you, on you, and you're not going to be free. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom of the way it is, Brother Camarena. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So they promise liberty, but they themselves are what? The servants the of, the of corruption. Okay. The servants of corruption. Oh my. You know, it, it is so sad to see the things that transpire in the world of religion today.
1: Yeah.
0: All right? And it goes on to say, for whom a man is overcome of the same as he brought in bondage. Okay? Uh, my wife and I have known people, if, if they told me the sun came up, I'd go outside and check. Because they are liars. They've always been liars. I, they told me so many lies. I couldn't believe, and they claimed to be Christian. You know, uh, hello, you know. But it came to the place where they practiced lying so much that lying became a, a way of life with them. And it seemed like lying was was was, was a, a preferable thing to them over telling the truth. And this man actually had convinced his wife to always agree with him whenever he told a lie it was sad 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 and some people couldn't see it and they followed along after him very very sad uh 19. 19? 20 okay let's go to verse 20. for if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the lord and savior jesus christ they are getting tangled therein and overcome, and the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. Now, you know, I'm not boasting as I, as I come to you here and teach, but my wife have been in this gospel work for so long, and we've seen so much, that, that we've seen this. People came to God... They didn't have a real bad life. But somewhere along the line, they got off course. And they backslid and they became reprobate in their thinking. All right? And their latter end has become worse than when they first got in church years before. It's sad. It is just absolutely tragic. And it is not what God wants for his people. All right? (coughs) Uh 21. For it had been better for them to not uh, to have known, to not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. I'm not going to tell you that I understand with perfection this verse of scripture. This is not meaning that somebody that has uh never sat in our church or some church somewhere and heard the truth, uh, can be saved. I, I don't think that's what it's all about. But uh, their last state in life became so absolutely horrible that, uh, that it had been better for them if they had never known the way of truth. So wait, we have one more scripture to read, verse 22. But it is happened unto them according to the true proverb. You own a dog? You own a dog? No one? No? Nathan owns a dog. He has two dogs.
1: dogs
0: Oh, two dogs. Okay. You ever seen the dog vomit and then go back and eat it? (laughs) I just ruined your appetite for dinner, didn't I? (laughs) But it happens. I mean, that's just a dog's way, you know, and. The scriptures say that a man that turns his back on God and becomes reprobate in his thinking, he becomes like that dog that returns to his own vomit. He goes back to the things that he did practice before, back to his fornication, back to his adultery, back to his lying, back to his cheating, and all of the things that he practiced before. Uh, And... uh, Probably none of you have ever raised pigs. I've been around pigs. And you can take them out there and take the hose to them and wash them down. and Man, you just make them bright and shiny. They're just really looking good. You can take a put a blue bow around their neck and pink ribbons in their ears, and they just really look great, all right? Turn them loose, and they're right back in the waller. That's yep. what they like to do, you know? Just get down in that mud and just waller, you know? makes <laughs> it feel good. And
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Peter used some very descriptive language here, all right? Yes, that's yeah. his nature. That is his nature. Okay. Now, I want to take you in this same chapter, Sister Jesus, if you can help me out, to verse 32. All right. Now, this 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 verse here is is very powerful. All right. There is no I'm sorry, with I am i am going to spend this whole this <laughs> It ends
1: at 22.
0: Yeah, there is
1: no 32.
0: What? It Second. 22. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm back in Romans. I'm sorry. <laughs> kind of mixed up my uh, thinking. Uh, go back to Romans chapter one. Please, in verse thirty-two. I'm sorry. Okay, (coughs) I'll put some arrows on here. That's what I shouldn't pay more attention to. (coughs) Okay, what does it say?
1: Who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death? Not only do the same have pleasure in them that do them.
0: You know, th- th- this is this is something that I have that I have fought on many times. You know, you can be sitting here today. I-, I I want you to understand me. I'm not criticizing anybody, okay? But you can be sitting here today, feel the fellowship of your brothers and sisters, feel the presence of God, and all. But you may return to your home and you. Maybe look at a television program or whatever it is that you may do, uh, reading certain literature, whatever, okay, that depicts a way of life that God condemns. Correct. All right? And so-called Christians, in many places, sit around and watch all of this corruption. The lying, the cheating, the bed hopping, the adultery, the fornication, all of that sort of thing. And as you sit there and watch that, whether you say anything or not, you are giving silent approval to what is being displayed. Yeah. Okay. And so here's the Apostle Paul writing Many, many years before the advent of all of the social media and all of that. All right. And <clears throat> who knowing the judgment of God. That they would commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same. But have pleasure. Huh. And then they do them. That's the key right there. Having pleasure in those that do that. You know. It can be something on your cell phone. It can be something on your computer. But all of this garbage is out there for anyone to look at anytime they want to. All right. Uh, we hadn't gone. Did we do Second Corinthians or uh, Second Thessalonians? No. Okay, Second Thessalonians. Okay. Uh, chapter 2 oh you know what this reference is wrong I'm sorry it is wrong and I did some pretty thorough research trying to figure out where in the world it went wrong but I have placed a substitute uh, scripture in here first Thessalonians 5 um 1 Thessalonians 5, 9. For God hath appointed us to wrath, hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. Wherefore, comfort ye yourselves together, and edify one another, even as also ye do. Now that's what we're doing here today. Okay? We are endeavored to edify you. What does the word edify mean? To add. Huh? Encourage. Inquiry. Somebody else. Has. To lift up. Lift up.
1: You have to
0: add, to. add to. Okay, those are all good terms. All understand? right. Do you understand? Do you understand? yeah, could. Okay. Make I understand this word very well.
1: Make you feel better.
0: And brother understands this word very well. Because in the, in the Spanish language and in the Portuguese language, the word edificar, which is edify, is a very common word that we use about building. Okay? Uh, it, 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 it's called an edificio. A building is called an edificio. All right? And same? Okay and uh, so we understand that word very well so when the scripture says to me that my edify that means i'm going to have to be involved in the process of building up yep.
1: right.
0: not tearing down not being overcritical. critical and, and as i teach my friends i'm not trying to be critical of you in any way but i want to build you up and i want to help you to eliminate those things from your life that are not going to be Uh, and vanish to you in a spiritual sense, okay? Uh, In the city of Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, uh, a number of years ago, there was an area there uh, where there were just wide-open beaches, and there usually wasn't anybody there, and so sometimes I'd get my two boys or three boys and and then another missionary's boy, and we'd take off and go down there and have an afternoon playing in the surf. Well, they later built a bunch of buildings in there and that no longer became possible. It just became too public. But uh, <coughs> uh, one of those buildings was built and and it it it, it looked nice. It was a nice-looking building. And people moved into that building and they set up housekeeping in that building. And it was, oh, I don't know, it was probably 20 stories high or something like that. It was... A, a very large apartment building with many apartments in it, okay? But all of a sudden, cracks began to appear in the walls. And windows didn't open and close right, and doors didn't open and close right, and and the, the city officials were called out, and they immediately <laughs> condemned the building, and everybody had to move out, and the building later on fell down, <laughs> collapsed, No, that wasn't it. It's that this builder was so absolutely tight-fisted that he did not bring in sand that didn't have salt in it. And the sand that he used was the sand that came from right there close to the ocean. It had a certain sand content in it and it caused the concrete and the mortar to deteriorate and eventually break down and the building fell. All right? Now... Anybody here got the spirit of a preacher this morning? (laughs) That'll preach for the camera. All right. If we don't use the right material in the building or the. (laughs) Thank you. You understand that, okay? Of our spiritual house, all right? Eventually it's going to collapse. You know, you may say. Brother Walmer, why do you and Brother Camarino always are always harping on, reading your Bible and reading the scriptures and meditating on the scriptures because we want you to be filled with those things that are going to make for a solid spiritual structure. All right? That is not going to collapse because we don't want to see anybody here nor anybody that comes in here later on to become reprobate and they're thinking after Having God do such great works in their lives. Okay, that's the bottom line. All right. Uh, uh, let's see, where was I? Yeah, uh, verse. Um, all right. Uh, pre- just just note that in your in your. first um, Corinthians five, and I'm having a hard time reading my own writing. You know, when my writing gets cold, not even I can read it. Uh, here, here's the key. Verse 19. What does it say? No 19. Huh? First Corinthians 5. five. does 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians 5.19. Okay? What does it say? It says, Quench not the Spirit.
1: Question
0: not the spirit. Yeah, question not the spirit, okay? Let me tell you, okay, I want you to understand clearly and perfectly about receiving the Holy Ghost and about what its work is to be in our lives, all right? I have seen too many people. They seek God, seek God, <laughs> seek God, seek God, and finally receive the Holy Ghost, and after they receive it. Whew, thank God. And that's the end of it. There's no living in the Spirit. There's no developing of a life lived in the Holy Spirit. Okay? And as a consequence, they eventually wind up backsliding and becoming very weak spiritually. Now, Paul admonished the Thessalonian church to not quench. What does that mean to quench? Huh? No, quench. Huh? Stamp it out. Or to... Um, another word I want there, I can't bring it up. Huh? Yeah, suffocate and not pay attention to the moving of the Holy Ghost. Noah, Nathan, all of us here today, when you receive the Holy Ghost and you keep the Holy Spirit renewed in your life, all right, God's Spirit is going to speak to you on a regular basis. You're going to feel that moving of God's Spirit within you. Don't quench it, don't ignore it. but give it attention that is god speaking to you and trying to give you some direction god's not going to talk to you in bolts of lightning and thunders and all that sort of thing it's going to be a quiet moving of the holy ghost within your innermost being so paul writes and said don't quench the spirit verse uh, verse um, number 20 saying despise not prophesying." Uh, what does that mean somebody going to tell you something going to happen in your life no prophesying basically in Scripture, is preaching. All right? Don't despise preaching. Don't despise my preaching. Don't despise Brother Camarena's preaching. Don't despise the preaching of others that come to minister from behind this pulpit. If we will open our hearts to God and the moving of His Spirit, every message will have something in it for us. Okay? Prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. How can I prove things? By my own thinking? No. We prove things by the Word of God. That's how we compare. It's by the Word of God. I don't compare myself with (coughs) someone else. I don't compare my spiritual experience with somebody else's spiritual experience. All right? I've got to compare my spiritual life with what God expects of me. And I will find that in his word. All right? So when somebody says something and preaches something and I'm maybe a little bit in doubt, well, I'm going to go to God's word and I'm going to see if the scriptures prove what he has preached. Now, number 20, verse 22 is also very important for us abstain from the appearance of evil all right there are just some places we don't need to be we just don't need to be in those places all right my, when we left church <laughs> when we left church Wednesday my wife said let's stop where, stop somewhere and and uh, and get a cup of coffee I said okay uh, you want to stop up here at the fireplace? And she said, No, I don't want to stop.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, I don't want my car parked out front there. I don't want somebody to see me going in there. I may have the purest of motor... <coughs> Brother Paul. <coughs> okay? But you would be kind of wondering what in the world I'll do to that place. <laughs> If I need a bathroom, I'm not going to go in a place like that. I'd rather prefer to stop alongside the road somewhere and find me a big tall bush or something, you know. (laughs) All right? Because I've got to abstain from the appearance of evil. All right? Uh, David writes in the book of Psalms, uh, chapter 1, and... um, okay you can bring that up for me sister Gina I can't remember it in English
1: <laughs>
0: yeah not walk in the council of the godly that don't that don't uh... okay yeah uh, one, go a little bit further but his life is in the Lord of, the law of the Lord and in his law does he meditate both day and night alright You guys that work out in jobs. There are going to be times when you're just going to have to just walk away from your fellow employees. Mm -hmm. And not participate, not even listen to what they're talking about. All right. Because their conversation is not holy. Their conversation is not, that word again, edifying. It doesn't build you up. Contributes nothing to your spiritual life. In fact, it may even detract from your spiritual life. I've been in places where somebody getting ready to tell a joke. they would say, oh, this is not for you. Oh, thank you. And then I just take my leave. All right? I'm glad they knew that I didn't participate in that kind of thing. You know? We, we can establish that kind of rule and regulation. Okay? in our association with our fellow employees uh, in what wherever it is we work, all right? And we don't have to be over the top about it, but we just don't participate, all right? We don't condemn them really because they can't think the way we do because they've not been regenerated as we have, okay? So, um, try verse 3 here, see if I can... And it should be like a tree, okay? All right? Uh, The Portuguese Bible says something about being in that, uh, uses the word hoda, in that circle of people that are not uh, uh, using the right kind of language and terminology that we would like to see, all right? Romans 8, 13, quickly. Free scriptures here before I... I got it right there, Sister woman. Okay. My good wife. Long time. All
1: right. If you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misleading misdeed of the body, you will live.
0: All right. Uh, he's got a little different translation there. The King James says uses the word mortify. I'm sure you got that word in Spanish, mortificar. Yeah. What does it mean? No. Marchi. Mortify. You have the word mortum.
1: Where,
0: the, yeah. oh, there yeah. you go, there you go, okay, okay, I'm sorry, my, 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 my Portuguese doesn't really quite fit the Spanish bill of goods there, but uh, anyway, all right. But it says mortifi- uh, mortify, that literally means to kill, mm-hmm. to put it to death, all right. If you're going to live for God, if you're going to make heaven your home, if you're going to please God you're going to have to mortify the deeds of the body. But if you do the Spirit, we
1: can't do that, but the Spirit of God...
0: Okay, that is why it's important to obey Paul's admonition when he said, um, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh Lord have mercy. Why don't you people understand Portuguese? It's just so much better, you know? <laughs> <laughs> <But> it, <clears throat> your, your Bible's name is there uh uh you see the the the, these languages they have every verb has about 75 different forms all right and there is a there is a an imperative form and if you understand those imperative forms of the verb when you're reading in the portuguese or spanish bible you understand that that is an imperative verb it's an order it's a command there's no Maybe, okay. Uh, this word in the Portuguese Bible is the word "mortificai,", mortificai. which is which is the <coughs> which is the second person pearl imperative. Okay. <laughs> I'm Not trying to make you think that I'm a real intelligent. I'm not. But uh, anyway, but what it means is that it, 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 we are to kill that stuff in our lives. Choke kill it. Yes, yes squeeze it out eliminate it from your life all right and that's what we've got to do we can't be playing footsie with all this kind of stuff you know sister gina one of the definitions i have says to discipline ones of the body and the appetite by
1: self-denial or self-inflicted privation especially for moving
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. Stronger than that. It, it's, it's it, it, it really yes, Brother Cameron, I appreciate your I appreciate you bringing that definition. up. Yeah. It's a very weak definition. You see, I I, I understand this word from the from the uh, from the Portuguese standpoint. Okay. Uh, a few years ago, we were at the uh, Western District camp Quite a few years ago, twenty plus years ago, <laughs> and there was a good brother from Louisiana uh, who was fluent in in Greek, he read Greek like I read Portuguese or English, okay, he was just really fluent, and so he was teaching the morning Bible class, and he began by saying, well now in the Greek it says, and then in in the Greek it says, and in the Greek it says, and in the Greek it says, and I thought, okay, so the second morning I took my Portuguese Bible with me, okay, and so every time he would say now in the Greek it says, I'd look at the Portuguese, yep, that's exactly what it says. So these Romance languages, which are Spanish, Portuguese, French, Italian, and Romanian, they're closer to the original Greek, and they give a very clear understanding of what these words mean. And I would agree with Brother Camerino Sister You know, I do appreciate that, and I, you know, don't, don't think that I'm, you know, being critical, okay? But whoever gave that definition, that is a very weak definition. I'm sorry. No. Oh. So
1: well, they didn't give you a religious yeah. viewpoint.
0: Yeah. But that, that is a weak definition. Okay? Mortify, and it goes right along the word with. with, with Mortificate. What? Mortificar. Okay? Mortificate. It is to kill. It is to absolutely stomp out and eliminate uh, uh, forever. Okay?
1: Works of the flesh.
0: All right? Oh my. <clears throat> you know, good people, let, let, me, let me tell you this. I am not interested. Now your pastor can correct me after this if he wants to, and I will not be offended. <laughs> I told him when we started this that he's the pastor of the church, and I will always be obedient to him as the pastor of the church. I am in submission to him. But <clears throat> I am not interested, personally, I am not interested in you reading large passages of scriptures that you do not understand. Now, I have been through the books of Leviticus and Numbers, uh, both of these books, in about 10 days, maybe 14 days, all right? I've listened to the reading. Uh, There were times when I was kind of like, stay awake, you know? Uh, But one thing I learned, that God was very specific in what he wanted his people to do, all right? But I don't expect some of you to read those passages of Scripture. But if you read small portions, and if you don't understand what you're reading, you're not going to gain any benefit from that. And sometimes you may have to use a dictionary to understand a word, and all of a sudden the light's going to come on, just like this word mortify. Okay? The light's got to come on. We cannot play footsie and just just think that these things... I can be in our lives. It's going to be like the salt in the mortar, in the concrete in that building. And eventually, eventually it's going to bring it down, 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 down. All right. Um, <clears throat> very quickly, uh, Ephesians Ephesians uh, 4.19.
1: to work
0: on with goodness. Alright? You know, as, as people play around with these things of the world, you know, uh, eventually those things are going to take control of them. Eventually those things are going to become dominant in their lives. And so here in this scripture is who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness, uh, and he eric- read lewdness, that's a different, different translation, but that's fine. Uh, to work all uncleanness un, un, uh, with greed, greediness, alright? But Paul goes on to say in the next verse, but ye have not learned that in Christ, Alright? Our life in Christ has got to be totally different than the life of that person out in the world, okay? We're going very quickly to 1 John chapter 5. Okay. Uh, 1 John chapter 5 and uh, verse number 16. All right.
1: Go ahead. He sin leading to death. I do not say that we should pray about that.
0: Okay. All right, now I'm not going to tell you this morning that I understand in all of the depth this particular verse of scripture. What I do understand is <coughs> is that we need to pray one for another. If you see your brother doing something that you're really questioning whether or not he should be doing that, let's not kill him by criticism. Mm-hmm. But let's pray for him that God will speak to him in the same way that God speak to us. I remember sitting in my office on the second floor of our church building in Brazil, our headquarters building for our state. And uh, I was just sitting there at my desk and just praying, looking out through a big window and seeing the congregation down below as church was beginning to start. And I said, God, speak to this people like you speak to me. May they hear your voice like I hear your voice. Okay? Because... You know, if I say something to them, they're going to reject it. But if you speak to them, they're not going to reject it because they know it's coming from you. So speak to them. So if we see somebody doing something that you really believe is not in accordance with the plan of God for any Christian's life, don't be critical, but pray for that person, that God can speak to them and show them, the real truth that they need to understand. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Just let, very quickly.
1: Just
0: very quickly. All right. My wife and I are we're very familiar with this man and his family. And I just want to give this example of a reprobate man. And what happened in this situation? I told Brother Camerina about it the other night. But <clears throat> this man had had a history of getting in church and getting out of church. And he'd be out for a while, and he'd get back in church, and then he'd get out of church again. And this had been a long history that had gone on even before we went to that area of Brazil to assume that work. All right. And he was excited that we were there. We brought a different level of spirituality to the work, and he got back in. But It wasn't too long until he got crossways about something, and he was out again. And then he was back in, and then he was out again. Uh, Finally, one day while I was praying, God spoke to me and told me, he said, "Um, you go to that man, and he was out of church. And it was right after our Sunday school on Sunday morning, and I asked my wife to wait for me at the church, and I went down to his house and found him uh, in his backyard among his uh, citrus trees, and I said, I got a message for you from the Lord. This was tough. It was tough. And I said, This is what God told me to tell you. Okay? And believe me, this is not the kind of thing that I like to do. But I said, God told me to tell you that if you get out of church this time, this is going to be the last time. Wow. That's tough. That's tough. And <clears throat> he looked at me like, Phew. you know, you just, you know, this, yeah, just that expression to you, just blowing smoke, you know. <clears throat> but I saw later on, he tried to get back in church. I saw him come to the altar various times, try to pray. He could not feel God he could not be broken in the presence of God. And a result of this man and his inconsistent life, God actually gave up on him. And as a result, none of his kids are in church, none of their kids are in church, and you've got probably three or four generations of people that are not in church, that would have had the opportunity to be injured and be saved if it was not for the inconsistent life of that man. But God finally said, I give up. I give up. He became reprobate. All right? And so I I, I give that to you today. Can we get an example out of the Bible? Yes. What about Ananias and Sapphira? They became reprobate. They thought they could lie to the Holy Ghost. Okay. Well, Anani- Ananias dropped dead, and uh, the young men carried him out to bury him, and uh, there was not going to be any lamentation made over him for three or four days, and, uh, no, uh, no big funeral service, nothing of that nature. All right. And his wife walks in, and Peter said. You know your husband said this and this and this is that true she said oh yeah that's true because they had arranged it between them all right and they both lied he said okay the same young men that carried your husband to his burial place that must have been a shock to her are going to take you to the same place and she dropped dead on the spot now that was a pretty immediate uh punishment of god but it became necessary Because the scripture said that fear fell on all of them. Fear, respect for God, came on all of them. We've got to have that respect for God. All right? Thank you for the coming reader. Let's stand together. Praise God. I love God's Word, and I love to teach it, and I love to share these things with you because... I want to see everyone that sits on the chairs in this auditorium be successful in their living for God. Amen. I want you to be saved. Amen. Not just have an experience with God now. Not just feel a little bit of uh, excitement now and a little bit of joy now. But I want you to be able to move right into the kingdom of God and become a productive member of God's kingdom. Amen. God bless you. Let's worship the Lord. Can
1: we thank God for this Huh?
0: Can we get, thank God for this teaching? We can thank God for this teaching. If that's, okay. I hope that I'm a blessing to you. Let's just, let's just thank God for His Word. Amen. Lord God, God we worship Him.
1: Thank you for Your
0: Word. we worship. thank You, Lord. Oh, thank Amen. You for Your teaching. It thank speaks you. to our hearts. It, it ministers to us. God, it gives us the you direction we truth truth that we need. O oh, God, for you, God. our lives. For your words. No, the direction oh god you. that we, we, we must have you. if we're going to be a success no, in living for you and we pleasing you, you. We